Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
we're going to start at, goodness, 2 Corinthians 1st chapter, um, 19th verse. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, the apostles preached the word, like Jesus said in St. John, the 5th chapter, if you hear my word and believe, you have eternal life. So they heard the preaching of the gospel. They received that. Therefore, they were saved and they had eternal life is what uh, the once and saved says forever. What I'm trying to show is that you, when you receive the word of God, yes, you receive that eternal word, that eternal promise, that eternal covenant. That's what's eternal that's inside of us. It's not sealed, uh, signed, and delivered and game over. That's just the beginning, okay? So... Jesus was preached among us, right? And it goes on down, and it says the 20th verse. We'll just get that one. For all the promises of God in him, did God promise us eternal life? Absolutely. Where are those promises at? They're still in Jesus. What is Jesus? We did on the prior broadcast, Jesus is the word of God. He is the blood of the everlasting covenant. He is the only place that grace abides is in Jesus. We have to get in Christ to have those blessings and those promises. That's just basic uh, Christianity. It's, you have to know where grace is. Go back to the previous broadcast. But let's get this. All the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him, in Jesus, amen, under the glory of God by us. Now, the next few verses are very important. Now, He which establisheth us with you in Christ, where the promises are, that's where you're established, and hath anointed us as God, they'll say, you've received the word of life, you're sealed, you're done, you believe, you have eternal life. And you are anointed by God, you're ordained that nothing you can do can separate you from the love of God. And they'll go to Romans to, to back that up. Now here's the thing. If you receive that gospel and you believe by faith, yes, you have that eternal word and you have the promise of eternal life. I agree with that. But the question is, can you forfeit those things? Is grace and is being saved something that when it happens, you have no control over? Because the funny thing is, is there's something called free will. Now, they'll say that we have free will to receive it, but they will not say that we have free will to cast it behind our back, to leave it behind, to let it slip from our hearts. That's the big question. Now, let's keep reading. And this is a verse they use. 22nd verse, who hath also sealed us. They'll say, you're sealed nothing. Nothing can change that. And what else? Let's go a step further. And given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Now how can you get rid of that? Let's read that real flow. Who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit we're at in our heart. So Jesus came in our heart. He brought that grace and truth. That's how we've got it in there. Then he also gave us the promise of the Spirit that he would abide with us forever and he would lead us in what church? In all truth. Here's where it gets tricky. Now let that place go. Well, read the last verse. Dad, just keep reading. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul. That to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth. Not that we have dominion over your faith. We do not have dominion over your faith. You have to fight the good fight of faith. Why did he say fight the good fight of faith? There's something you have to fight for. There's something you have to keep and hold on to. 24th verse. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy. I want to help you. I just don't want to help you have knowledge, but I want to help you use that knowledge, apply that knowledge. Because, see, most once in grace, the only knowledge they give you is what they want you to hear. It feels good. There's another side of God. God's not all lovey-dovey. God has requirements. God so loved the world, He gave them an opportunity. That word was full of grace and truth. Now what are we going to do with it? That's, that's where it gets interesting because, see, they say that we can't do anything with it to get rid of it. We can only choose to receive it. That off the bat don't make any sense, but let's just keep reading. But are helpers of your joy, for what are we doing? For by faith you stand. We're standing by faith. We're saved by grace through faith. See, there's something to fight for. If, there's some, if God's already given us that eternal life, that we can't lose it. 
He's already given us that faith that we can't let it go. He's already given us the grace that we can't lose or throw behind our back. Then what are we fighting for? We're fighting to keep God in our lives. Now, that was we, we read 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. Let's get the divisions. First chapter and divisions, the fourth chapter. This is where it's going to get interesting. Now, I'm backing them up on this. We're sealed. As long as we're in Christ, we are sealed. I agree. As long as we're in Him, where the promises are, where that grace is, where that faith is, where that hope is, where at all the promises of God are, then we are sealed. I agree with that. Can we walk away from Jesus? Divisions, the first chapter. We're going to add another verse to what we just read about being sealed. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's just do 13 verse. Visions 1 and 13. And whom you also trusted. Now this shows that they heard it and believed it. Just like Jesus said in St. John 5. And they'll hinge on that verse. Matter of fact, we'll just get that. St. John 5 and 24. Verily, verily, Jesus said, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath eternal life. Done, sealed, delivered. That's what they say. Shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. It's already done. Can't reverse it. That's what they say. That don't say that, but that's what they say. Now, he said, if you hear it and believe it, you're saved. You have eternal life. Let's just say this agrees. Ephesians 1 and 13. In whom, in Jesus, where the promises of God are, you also trusted. After that, you heard of the word of truth. You heard it. What else did you do? The gospel of your salvation. It's the gospel of salvation. What is salvation? It's deliverance. If you're not showing the evidence of deliverance, then you can't continue in the gospel. It's just words. It means nothing. Let's just keep reading. And him also you trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that you believed, they heard it and they believed it, just like Jesus said. What happened? This is where once in grace will go. You were sealed. How were you sealed? With that Holy Spirit of promise. Day of Pentecost, God sent back that Holy Spirit of promise, the Holy Ghost. We won't argue about that. But God sent back that Spirit to do what? To lead us and guide us in all truth. That's the job of the Holy Ghost, is to lead us and guide us in all what church? Truth. Now let's read this verse again. People claim to be sealed by the Holy Spirit when their whole lives they're fighting against the Holy Spirit. Because what's the Holy Spirit do? Let's just get it. This, I mean, this is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Ghost. There's a purpose. They say they're sealed by it, but watch closely. There's so many places. Let's get... Um, let's see. There's places in St. John 14, 15, 16. Let's do... Hmm, let's do St. John 15... And let's do, oh no, St. John 14. St. John 14 and uh, 26. He says, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Well, you know the Holy Ghost is the Holy Spirit of God, that Spirit of promise. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. And we know that came back on the day of Pentecost. What was it for? Why are we sealed? How are we sealed by that Holy Spirit of promise? But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, Jesus. So what's he going to do? He shall teach you of all things. See, the whole point of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God, is to teach you all things. What did Jesus do? He taught us how to follow in his footsteps. Who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but he committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Have you committed yourself to him that judgeth righteously? See, the Holy Ghost teaches you how to do that. But see, people want to go back out and sin after they heard and believed and claim somehow they've got grace and 
that they're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise when the whole job of the Holy Spirit of promise is to do nothing but seal you in truth, to lead you and guide you in truth and to edify the body of Christ. But people want to leave the body and go out and sin and claim somehow that Holy Ghost is leading. How does that make sense? See, the doctrine is very, it's got so many loopholes in it. It's, it's, now, let's just keep reading. He shall teach you all things. What's that Holy Ghost going to do that seals you and bring all things to your remembrance? That's that word of the covenant abiding in you. That Holy Ghost that you're sealed by the purpose of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit, is to keep the commandments of God alive in your mind and in your heart. Hebrews said it shall come to pass in the last days we're living in that he would write his commandments, his laws in their minds and in their hearts. Their sins and iniquities he would remember no more, but yet you want to go out and sin. That's what they teach. You can't help but sin and somehow keep that covenant going. Keep that Holy Ghost leading you and guiding you in all truth. It's impossible. Now, bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you, now jump to the next uh, 15th chapter, 16th verse. But when the Comforter is come, which he just said was the Holy Ghost, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit, what's another name for it? The Spirit of Truth. What's, what's, what's going to happen? Which shall proceed from the Father, he shall testify of me. God's people are sealed by that Spirit of promise because it's leading us and it's guiding us in all truth. Romans said, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You can't claim to be sealed because you believed for a little while. Go right back out and sin. Say, oh, I'm sealed. I got the Holy Ghost, but yet your life fights against everything the Holy Ghost brings to your remembrance. How's that work? How can you fight against the Holy Ghost, the instruction, the teaching, the leading, and the guiding, and claim to be sealed by it? It blows my mind. That's the purpose of it. Now, let's go back to... You can let all those places go in John. Go back where we were in the visions of the first chapter. We're going to read it again. In whom also, in whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, after they heard it, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after that you believed, they heard it and they believed, the gospel of salvation, they obtained it. It was in their heart. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. What is the seal of the Holy Spirit of promise? Where do you find it at? Because it teaches us the covenant. It teaches us how to be led and guided in all truth. It brings all the memory of the Word of God back to our minds, how we can overcome the world, not go back out into it. But no, I've got, I'm sealed. I'm living a hellish life, and I'm not doing what I know I should be doing, but I'm sealed, and I've got the grace of God. How do, I mean... Let's just keep going. So after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest, a down payment, letting us know He's there, right? Of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. Stay in Ephesians. Get the fourth chapter. Uh, and get uh, the... Wow, it's all good. 26. It says, be angry and sin not. Wait a second. Once saved, always saved. I thought you couldn't live without sin. Be angry and sin not. Also, the Holy Ghost, when you want to cut somebody out, when you want to steal something, when you, you want to give somebody, uh, say something in traffic, a little road rage comes on you, you have the power. That Holy Ghost comes to your memory and says, you don't need to do that. You don't need to steal. You don't need to cuss. You don't, you don't need to, to do people wrong. See, we have the power. As long as we obey that Holy Spirit of promise, that Holy Spirit of promise keeps it in our memory. It keeps us sealed from the ungodliness. See how basic knowledge that is. How can I claim something that I'm fighting against? Now, let's just get this. Keep reading down. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. What do you do? You make it right. You repent. You don't continue in sin. That's where the disagreement comes in. You can't continue in sin. You make a mistake, you fix it. It's called repentance. You stay and abide with God. 
It's done. It's fixed. But when you continue in sin and fight against God's Holy Spirit, God's Holy Ghost, how can you still have what you're fighting against? Now, let him to steal, steal no more. You stop. But rather let him labor, working with his hands that which is good, that he may get, have to give to him that needeth. Now listen what happens. We've read two verses already on being sealed, right? The Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, what it does, what it is, what it does for us. And we're going to back them up some more. We're sealed with that Holy Spirit's promise. 29th verse, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Is it possible to do that? It just said that, okay? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, what for? That Holy Ghost keeps us in check. That way grace can remain. Watch it happen. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister what we say, what we do, our actions, that we that it may minister grace unto the hearers. See, grace is there. That Holy Spirit is there. It's leading us and guiding us in all truth. When we buck it and we fight against it and go from it, we don't take it with us and fight against the teachings of grace, fight against the Holy Spirit of, of God. Well, that's crazy. Now, watch what it says. That we may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. How can I thought you couldn't grieve that? You're sealed, it's done, there's nothing you can do. But he said, grieve not the Holy Spirit. What do you mean? God's putting those things back into your memory over and over again. You know better. But yet you go your own way after you heard it, after you believed it, and you claim to have the teaching of grace in your heart and the Spirit of God to lead you and guide you in sin. Remember what he said. This is something that you cannot, you cannot forget. Romans. And I quoted it earlier, but Romans 8 and 14. Well, Romans 8 and 13. For if you live after the flesh, the motions of sin, if you know your Bible, if you've been studying the flesh, if somebody's in the flesh, they're getting in sin, they're getting angry, they're, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing. It's called the motions of sin, walking in the flesh. It ain't talking about this flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. Who was he talking to? He's talking to the people of God. If you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the Spirit, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. It's bringing things to our memory. We're obeying it. If we make a mistake, we repent and we stop. But we don't continue in sin. That's where separation from God comes. Watch what happens. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, we see ourselves fall short. We see something that we do is wrong. We repent from that. That covenant comes to our memory. We get back on track, and now we're back in the sealed foundation of God. And we're going to read that in just a minute. So he said, but if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Here's the key. This is everything. Once in grace, pay close attention to this simple verse. For as many, as many, it's not booger pig, man. For as many, however many there are, as are led by the Spirit of God, because that's what we're sealed by. We're not following the flesh. We're not following the world. We're following the commandments of God that was put in our mind and in our heart. We want to stay sealed from the ungodliness, right? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, what are they? They are the sons of God. Let's stay in that same chapter. Remember, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. First verse. Same chapter. First verse, same chapter. Going a little bit different way, but we're staying on the sealed here. There is therefore now no condemnation. Remember, Jesus said you hear it, you believe it, you won't come into condemnation, but you'll have life eternal. You've passed from death unto life. Now watch it. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. They didn't leave the word of God. They didn't leave the covenants of promise. They kept their habitation. They stayed where grace was. They kept the memory of God in their minds and in their hearts. That's the key. What did he say? 
There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. If you live after the flesh, you'll die. I don't care who you are, believer or unbeliever. If you continue to walk in ungodliness, he said you'll die. What did he say? Now watch this. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Why? They're walk. They're in Christ. You just read the answer. They're walking by the Spirit. They are the sons of God. They're led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Jump down to the fifth verse. This is where they'll go. And it, it's, it blows my mind. Fifth verse. Pay real close attention. Well, fourth verse. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. We know Jesus is the righteousness of the law. He's in us. Right? Jesus fulfilled the law. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Here's the key. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They'll say, we're in the flesh. We have to mind the things of the flesh. We don't want to. We want to be led by the Spirit, but sometimes we just can't help it. That's not what it's talking It's not talking about this. It's talking about the flesh. It's talking about the sin of man. Jesus was in mortal flesh. Now listen to what he says. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They weren't born again. They're not led by the Spirit of God. They that are born after a woman are a few days and full of trouble. Job 14. They go on after the lust of the flesh. But when you hear the Word of God, the gospel of our salvation, we hear it and believe it. It changes our life, and now we're in Christ. We're in a different place. We don't do the things we used to do. We don't follow the flesh we used to follow. We're in Christ. We're being led by the Spirit of promise. That's what seals us. I go back out into the world and forsake the kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? It's righteousness. It's peace. It's joy in the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. That's where we're still. We leave the kingdom of righteousness to go out and do the ungodly fleshly works. How can we take God's Holy Spirit with us? And His grace. Don't forget that. They say grace and Holy Spirit. It's not biblical. It's impossible. But let's just read even more because there's a couple places they, they like to drill on. Now, we're still in being sealed, right? And this all goes with it. Uh, they that are after the flesh, 8 and 5, do mind the things after the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, what do we mind? And the things of the Spirit keeps all things in our remembrance. That's what Jesus said. For to be carnally minded. See, this is a difference. Carnally minded is death. Why? Well, it's, it's, you're going to be led of the flesh. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. you got to stay spiritually minded. Don't go back out into carnality. It's not where life is. It's with Jesus. Let's stay with the vine. Let's stay. Let's be the branches. That goes back to St. John 15. But um, here's 7 and 8. 7, 8, and 9 are huge. And listen close. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is neither subject to the law of God, the, spirit, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, neither indeed can be. And this is, they'll use this eighth verse, and they won't read down anymore. Because the ninth verse answers it. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They'll stop right there. Well, we are in the flesh apparently. So there's nothing I can do to please God. Thank you for your grace and that prayer. It was, it was beautiful. I believe the story. Dying on the cross, raising from the dead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I just can't stop from sinning. Because I'm in the flesh. I can't please God. That's what they teach. That's carnality. That's complete carnality. Then the next verse tells you that we're not in the flesh anymore. Do they read you the ninth verse? But you are not in the flesh. Did you jump in another body? What did you do? You were born again. You were not being led by the flesh. He said if you live after the flesh, 13th verse, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body or the fleshly nature of our body, what happens? You shall live. Next verse, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I want to be sealed. I want to be led by that Holy Spirit of promise whereby we are sealed until the day of redemption. Do you see how you can take that verse? And if you just read it just like it is, you can say, hallelujah, we're sealed, good to go to the day of redemption. But when you actually look into what the Holy Ghost is and what it does, then one day you realize, my God, I'm fighting against the Holy Ghost. I'm fighting against grace. Everything it stands for is fighting the flesh. 
So how could I have the gall or the carnality to take all these promises and gifts, tuck them under my arm, and go right back out into the world? Do you see the false hope there? People think God's with them, but they forsook him a long time ago. So what all I want you to do is consider tightening up that relationship with God, because once in grace, it leads to dangerous situations. Um, now, here it is, eighth verse again. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Makes you want to give up. But the next verse, but you are not in the flesh, but what are we in? Now, now that we're in Christ, we're a new creature, repentant, baptized believer. But in the Spirit, if, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Ask yourself, does it? Or do you just think it does? Because I've done that. I thought, well, the Lord's with me in this. And then you realize your actions are fighting against everything He says. How can that be? Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, watch this. Well, it's all good. I read, read all that in the ninth verse again, and then I want you to jump to Galatians, the fifth chapter, and it explains what flesh he's talking about. But you are not in the flesh. We're not in the flesh, but we're in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, let's look at that. I want to stay sealed, right? Spirit of God. I want to be led by him. Let's go to Galatians 5. Who's Paul talking to? He's, this letter in Galatians is to the church, right? Time flies. Wow. Uh, Galatians 5. We're just going to skip around a little bit. Um, first verse. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. They'll say we're free from sin, don't matter what you do. Uh, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And, and I'm, I'm just going to read the... People were trying to get them to go back under the law, okay? And, and Paul was trying to tell them, if you go back under the law, if you try to be justified by the law, it's not going to work. And he said, uh, uh, For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, if he is a debtor to do the whole law, don't go back under the law. What happens, even he was telling them back then, if you're not going to be led by the Spirit of God, if you want to go back, because when you go read Galatians, they began in the truth. Three and uh, three and one through three. Listen close. These people were in the faith. Oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? They were tricked. They were deceived. Before whose eyes Jesus hath been evidently set forth crucified among you. Next two verses. This only would I learn of you. He asked him a question. Receive you the Spirit by the works of the law? No. Or by the hearing of faith? They heard the word. They believed it. They began in the faith. What did it say? And it shows it. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit... They were being led by the Spirit of God. But Romans just said, if, you're, if you follow the flesh, you'll die. Flesh is not good to follow. We're going to read this. This is so beautiful to me. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? You began to walk in the Spirit of God. They were believers, it's no doubt. But then they wanted to go back in the flesh. Whatever kind of flesh it is, whether it was back under the law, trying to justify under Moses or the law, whatever flesh it is, it's not going toward God. It's not sealed. Flesh cannot be sealed. Now watch what happened. Let that go. Now go to the fifth chapter. Talking to the same people. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Don't go back in the flesh. Don't start following that spirit. Stay with the seal of God. We're going to read what that is in just a second. Second uh, Timothy. Listen to what he told them. Christ, 5 and 4. Christ is become, they start in the spirit. Are they going to be made perfect by the flesh? Are they going to go back under the law? What are they going to do? Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you, who's he talking to? The letters to the church last time I checked. Whosoever of you are justified by the law. But you know no flesh can be justified in God's sight. That's why we can't go back and follow the flesh. But once in grace says, oh, you might be in the flesh, but you were saved. It doesn't work, church. There's a fight of faith. 
there's enduring until the end. Listen to what he says. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, he said, you are fallen from grace. Not could be. Or not couldn't be, according to their doctrine. He said, you are fallen from grace. That, you might as well just tear that page out of the book. But he said, but we through the Spirit, what are we doing? We're keeping the faith. We're being led by the Spirit of God. But we through the Spirit, we're being led by the Spirit of God. We're sealed. We wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Seventh verse, you did run well. They were running the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. They were running well. But then what did he say? You did run well. But who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. When you hear the call of the world to go back out in the works of the flesh, that's not being a son or a daughter of God, period. You're fighting against the Holy Spirit of God. That scares me to death. I don't know about you. I have nothing to gain from you. I ask for no money. I ask for nothing but your ears. All I want is your relationship to get closer to God and quit playing there's a life to live. There's a seriousness. Now, here's the beauty. I'm going to have to come to a close pretty quick. And I guess I don't have to. But uh, Let's see here. Stay in Galatians 5. Right after he told him, you did run well. Who did handle you that you should not obey the truth? Jump down, same chapter, in the 16th verse. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. What does the Spirit do? Once in grace, always in grace. Their doctrine says you're sealed, you're sealed, you're sealed. Why do you think he said walk in that Spirit? Because that's what seals us. When we fight against the Spirit of God and go back out in the flesh, we become enmity with God, separation. That's why he said, they that are in the flesh can't please God. You go back out in the flesh, you can't please the Holy Spirit of promise. You come out from under the seal. He didn't leave you. You left him. Now, this is a warning. This goes with the church. I might come to a close here. There was two places, St. John 6 and 2 Timothy. Um, This I say, then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, these people began in the Spirit. We read that. It's obvious. There were some people came in to, to hinder them that they should not obey the truth. Kind of like once in grace doctrine, they hinder people that they don't have to keep the commandments. But then what happens? Let's see what he tells them about the people that go back out into the flesh after they begun in the spirit that we just read in Galatians, the, the third chapter. Let's just see here. This I say, then walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. Do you see the separation? You can't walk in the flesh and hold on to the Spirit of God. It's impossible. He's letting you know you've got to pick one. You're either going to serve God or you're not. Don't You can't take His blessings, snatch grace, snatch, snatch the thing that seals you, and go right back out of the filth that He's supposed to redeem you from. That's that's almost comical. It wasn't so scary and sad. But let's see. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary. One to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you... But if you be led of the spirit, Romans said you're the sons of God. See how they all connect? Perfect connection. But if you be led of the spirit, we're not under the law. You're not under the law of Moses, because that's fulfilled in Christ. That part's been... Those ten commandments are still in effect. We're not under the law of sin and death because we're a new creature. We're walking by the spirit of life, of the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We're new creatures. So what's he say? But if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Now here's these next three verses where it's going to get a little hot for some people. Just a little hot. Now who's he talking to? He's talking to the church, right? Walk in the spirit. Stay sealed. Don't go in the flesh. Stay with God. Stay sealed. Stay on the foundation of God. What's he say? Now the works of the flesh. That's what Romans was that's what Romans was talking about. Wow. So he wasn't talking about the skin over my bones. That's what a lot of people make you think it is. Let's just go read that again. Let's just I just have to I mean it, it clicks together so good that it, it's just amazing. Romans the eighth chapter. 
next page. Uh, so then they, 8 and 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. Oh, but we're in the Spirit. That's what this says. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. So it breaks up. He separates the people of God walking in the Spirit. And then he paints a picture of those walking in the flesh. And what happens to them. He's talking to the people in the church. You run well. Who hindered you that you shouldn't obey the truth? Because that's the flesh is the only thing to turn to. So he said, now the works of the flesh are manifest. He's he's illuminating. He's showing you what the flesh actually is. It's not this. It's the motions of sin. Now the works of the flesh, what are they? They're works of the flesh. Once saved, always saved. says works has nothing to do with it. Works has nothing to do with it, they say. I'm still trying to find it because Paul's hammering down on going back out in the works of the flesh. And then he's going to tell you what happens to you. And he's talking to who again? The church. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery. I've got the grace of God. I'm sealed. Sorry, honey. Did just accident. I'm in the flesh. Couldn't help it. Fornication. Uncleanness, lascivious, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. All these things are works of the flesh. They were running a good race, but somebody hindered them from obeying the truth. It just keeps on going. Envies, murders. Hate your brother. Literal murder. Got grace. Sealed till the day of redemption. Believe when I was 12. Let's get real with our salvation. He's talking to the church. Then what happened? Murders, drunkenness. I love Jesus. I love it. I really do. I was saved a long time ago. I used to be a preacher. But now I don't. But I'm saved. I'm sealed. I'll never be lost. That's the mentality of once in grace. Can't be lost. Now, let's look again. Drunkenness, revelings. And then he says, and such like. He just gives you a great big list of, of fleshly works. And then he gives you the answer to it. And such like. Of the which I tell you before. As I have also told you in times past, Paul has been hammering through the letters about walking in the seal of God. What is walking in the seal of God? We read today those verses. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of truth. Lead us and guide us in all truth. That's how we stay sealed. That's how we stay sealed. Now, what's it say? As I told you before, I also told you in times past, that they which do such things. He didn't say the world. He didn't say just the church. He said they, period. Whoever's doing these things, especially you that know better, They that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. They probably don't read that verse a lot, do they? Talking to the church, rebuking them for running good in the spirit and then going back out in the flesh. He's letting them know, you'll not inherit the kingdom of God. See, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit what? The earth. It's eternal life. Continue in those things. Think that you have grace. Think that you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And continue in sin. It's impossible. And now we're. And I'm going to get uh, uh, get Saint John six real quick, and then Second Timothy. And I'm I'm going to go. Wow. I've been trying to make the video shorter, but it's not going that way. Uh, Saint John six and. 27. Jesus said, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. Feed us with that bread of life. Keep, don't forsake the assembling yourselves together. Keep going to church. Keep listening. Keep having it in memory. Stay, walk in the Spirit of God. But then it says, For him hath God the Father sealed. Wait a second. The only one that I know of that we have hope in is Jesus, and God sealed Jesus. The only way we can have hope of keeping the seal is to stay in Jesus. And we're going to read that. That's the foundation of God. That's called the church. 
the teaching of grace, being led by the Spirit of God. Let's get it real quick. So keep Galatians 5, and I'll get 2 Timothy, and then we'll come to a close. 2 Timothy. Uh, We'll just jump to the 19th verse. And you make the decision. I'm just trying to help you get closer to God sit out there playing, thinking that we're saved. Uh, 2 and 19, 2 Timothy 2 and 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. He's eternal. Jesus is our chief cornerstone. Apostles and prophets part of the foundation of God. We're built upon that. Him, Jesus, hath God the Father sealed. We just read in St. John 6 chapter. We claim to be part of the sons and daughters of God, the body of Christ. That body is built upon a foundation. That's the only place we can be sealed is where the Spirit of God is. The Spirit of God is in Jesus. It's in the church. And it's in us if we abide in the vine. Now listen closely. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standing sure. It's never going to change. It's never going to move. It's unshakable. Having this seal. Wait a second. Oh my goodness, there's another seal. It's probably all the same thing. He sent the Spirit of God to lead us and guide us in all truth. Where is that voice at? Is it out in the world in the flesh? Or it's in the church, right? Let's see. Can we come off the foundation of God and have God's grace and favor and blessings? Can we come off the foundation of God and go back out in the flesh and do all the ungodly things where Paul says we'll not inherit the kingdom of God? I need to dig deeper into the scriptures. And what's he say? Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. He sure does. We might not know who we are or what we're serving sometimes, but God knows who his children are, why they're led by the Spirit of God. The Lord knoweth them that are His. There's a seal. What is that seal? That Holy Ghost leads us and guides us in all truth. Here's the seal. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ, of Jesus, depart from iniquity. Well, how can we stay on the foundation of God and depart from iniquity? It must be by the Holy Spirit of promise, the Holy Ghost that leads us and guides us in all truth. But your preacher says... Oh, did you pray the prayer? Glory to God, hallelujah. You're saved. How much deeper is God than that? There's a life He wants you to live. There's commandments He wants you to keep. And the blood that we receive, that blood of the New Testament, is the power of the gospel to do that. Which is more powerful? Jesus died on the cross, you believe, amen, bow your heads, you're good to go. Or which one is more powerful? God so loved the world that He gave His Son to shed the blood that blood of grace, that blood of His Word, the Word of grace, that He could teach us how to live godly, righteously, and soberly in this present world. Timothy, the second chapter. Denying ungodliness. Which one's stronger? It's the new creature that's stronger. Something the world has no... They don't understand how we can be such a different people. Now, coming to a close, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. In this mortal flesh, we can depart from iniquity. We can stay sealed. We can keep the commandments of God. Go back to Galatians. We'll come to a close with this. Uh, I just read the end of the last verse of 21, 5 and 21 of Galatians. That they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom. But the fruit of the Spirit, stay in the vine. You're the branches, bear some fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit that you're led by is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Here's the separation of people. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh. Don't say they that are Christ believed a, believed a sermon, bowed their heads and said a prayer. They did something. Listen close to this simple verse. They that are Christ, everyone that nameth the name of Christ, what are we going to do? Depart from iniquity. No, no, you can't help it. you got to go out and sin. That's not what it says. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh. We're not being led by the flesh. With the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, 
Let us also walk in spirit. They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God bless you. Thank you for being with me. I didn't get as far as I wanted to, but we got through all these verses. Um, we'll continue on. This was part four of uh, once saved, always saved question mark. You make the decision. I thank you so much for being with me. Actually, well, hmm, let's see. How can I do this here? I've got to... Got a giveaway. Um, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Well, no, I've got a giveaway. I've got one more prize, and I've got, I haven't given away. I've got caught up in, in all the, in this subject. Um, next broadcast, I'll figure out a way to do it. Um, matter of fact, no, right now I'll do it. Um, as you're watching this, don't matter if you're watching live doesn't matter if you watch later on after I promote it and get it out there. Um, I want you to, um, oh, my goodness. I want you to pick a number, and I'm not even going to do it yet. Don't even do, don't even do it. It doesn't matter how many numbers I get. Pick a number between uh, 1 and 30. 1 and 30. Those that pick the correct number get the prize. I've got to give away the prize. It's just sitting there. So i got one prize left. Pick a number from 1 to 30. 1 through 30. Whoever gets there or gets closest will get the prize. That's all I can do. That's the easiest way to do it. God bless you. Thank you for being with me. We're going to continue part 5 of Once in Grace, Always in Grace, question mark, on the next broadcast. Until then, God bless you. And you have been watching The Gospel Message. of the gospel are to everyone who believes and submits to its demands. The good news is that everyone can have forgiveness of sins. Everyone can have new life in Jesus Christ. And everyone can be adopted into the family of God. Welcome to Presentation Ponder Practice. Jesus was introduced to the world by his forerunner, John the Baptist, who said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 1 verse 29. Jesus can take away our sins. The prophet Isaiah prophesied and told ahead of time how this would come about. He wrote in Isaiah 15. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.